0: good morning everyone we're just about to start so we could just ask you to take your seats there's plenty of room down here to my right your left that would be great thank you Good morning, everybody. My name's Karen, and we would like to give you a very warm welcome, literally, a very warm welcome to our morning meeting. If you are here for the very first time, we want to especially welcome. But we also want to welcome the source, our children's work, and the youth that have just come back from New Day. I'm looking forward to hearing some stories from New Day. It's so great that you're, you're with us this morning. During our summer series, you may have noticed we're doing things a little bit differently. So if you're a guest or a visitor, we don't normally have this sort of setup. But we hope you feel really warmed and welcomed and you feel part of us. Isn't it good to know that though it it is different, it is the holiday season, God has not gone on holiday. He's still here with us. He still wants to speak to us. So if you feel prompted, no matter what your age to bring something, to share something with us, whether that's a Bible verse or a word of knowledge or some other gifting, then come and speak to myself or Andrew, who's the responsible elder this week, and we will try and introduce that into our meeting, because it's so great when God speaks to us and we can be encouraged by that. So during the summer season, we are actually looking at our culture words as a church and exploring what it means. And today we're going to be looking at the word courageous. Now the definition that we've put to courageous is making brave choices even when we're fearful. So just for a couple of minutes on your tables, can you share who you would think of as being courageous? Whether that's a Bible verse, a member of your family, a friend, no matter where they are just have a quick conversation as to who that might who comes to mind when you think of the word courageous Okay does anybody want to give me some ideas as to who you are thinking is courageous Shout them out Who did
1: you...
0: Buzz Lightyear Buzz Lightyear We have Buzz Lightyear as somebody being courageous do we have any other choices JK Rowling okay anybody else Who sorry Angela okay Oh, Mandela, apologies. Turn my hearing aids up. Well, that's brilliant. Isn't it good to know that we can think of people who are courageous? And there are many people in the Bible who are courageous. And I'm sure Rob's going to draw that out as he speaks to us a little bit later. But for now, I'm going to hand over to Nathan, who's going to lead us in our worship through singing.
2: Wonderful. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Nathan. Psalm 103 verse 1 says this it says bless the lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name we're going to sing a song that, that sings that but it also says this in the song it says for all your goodness i will keep on singing 10,000 reasons for my heart to find well we're not going to start with 10,000 reasons but i'd love just whilst we're on the tables and just talking a little bit more just to name maybe go around the table name one thing that actually one reason that you're grateful for to God this morning or that you want to praise him for. And if you're not sure, you can say, I'm not sure, and that's absolutely fine. Uh, but Let's just go around the table. One thing that we're grateful to God for, or one thing that we want to praise him for this morning, just on our tables. Great, let's stand to our feet. Let's sing, bless the Lord, O oh my soul.
1: So bless the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh my soul, worship his holy. same like that Come.
2: Thank you, Lord, that there are so many reasons to come and praise you this morning, Lord God. Even, Lord, where we are struggling and even maybe where we've just had to drag ourselves along here this morning, Lord God. We declare there are so many reasons. Lord, help us to remember them this morning, Lord. Help us to to come before you and give you the praise that you deserve. We love you, mighty God. We're going to sing a song called, You Give Life. You are love. And some of our children have been a little bit prepared a few minutes before this morning. If you don't have a little shake in, you'd like one, then you can come and grab one. Adults, feel free as well. You're more than welcome. And, uh, and we're going to sing this song. Reese, can you give us the beat? And we'll just do a quick little practice on this. 2 Big on the one one two He let's What a beautiful thing to be together and to worship together, to hear the sound of voices come together to worship our mighty God.
1: Yes, sir.
3: let's just give thanks for a moment Father we want to say thank you that you love us and you've made a way for us to be part of your family so we can call ourselves children of God brought into your family through Jesus and that's wonderful Lord we are so glad we're so grateful for all that Jesus did that we come into the family of God we get to be called children of God How wonderful. How precious that is. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 If you'd like to take your seats for a moment, please, that'd be great. Malcolm, if you want to come and join me, that'd be wonderful. Just as uh, Malcolm's making his way up to join me, um, we talk about these five words we are using to try and define us, uh, to to explain who we're trying to be as a, a people, our culture words. And I just thought, yeah, we often talk about the five words. I wonder whether anybody can remember all five of them. At this point, blind panic moves across our minds. I can't remember any of them. What's today about? Okay, what's today about? What do we start with talking about today? Courage. Courage, great. Okay, what about some other ones? Four more to go. Genuine, okay, we want to be really real. We want to be a people who are really real. Yep, great, next one. Generous, great. We're actually going to talk about that in a moment because today our interview with Malcolm is going to be all about being generous. Great, another one. Safe, well done, really good. Okay, we've got one more to go. Can we remember the final one? Thankful, Thankful. well done. Yeah, we want to be a people who give thanks in all of our circumstances. We want thankfulness to represent our lives, and this is the way we want to live. This is we talk about these culture words. This is how we want people to know who we are, when they bump into us, that we express these five different aspects, all of which are a reflection of the gospel and what we've received in Christ. <clears throat> so today, uh, so, excuse me, going croaky. So today, I'm, uh, I've got Malcolm with us. Malcolm has been part of our church for nearly 20 years, I think, if that's correct. And uh, uh, this man, for me, embodies what it means to be generous. And so I've got a few questions to ask Malcolm, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll learn a bit more about him as we go, and we'll get some answers. So uh, Malcolm, you're just going to need to slide that up there, so that works, that's it, great. Um, Let's start with the first one. When, Malcolm, did, or where, or how did you learn about generosity?
4: Well, good morning to you all, to you, ladies and gentlemen, to the young ladies and gentlemen, and the little youngsters that are sitting down playing with the drums. I think I would like to be down there than up here, but I can't be. Um, So, what happened to me? Now, I'm looking around. I don't think there are any children here around 10. But when I was 10, ah, some there, right. Was I really that small? I don't remember that. (laughs) Um, When I was 10, my father passed away back in 1955. Some of you don't even know when that was. Some of you do, of course. And um, my mother was a widow. She had a widow's pension, and that was it. My mother was in service for... The older ones amongst you, you will remember that if you were in service, you were a maid, a cook, a domestic in large houses. And we had minimal money. But of course, at 10, I didn't think anything like that at all, did I? Uh, My friend persuaded me to go along to Boys Brigade. I wasn't too keen, but I went along. And while we were there, they mentioned camp. And I put my hand up, I want to go to camp. I enjoyed this. I didn't realize, of course, that it had to be paid for. My, mom, my mother had no money to pay for that sort of thing, but I didn't know that. I'm 10. Fortunately, one of the officers noticed and come up to my mother and said, "Look he wants to go to camp we appreciate that you probably haven't got any money don't worry it will be covered somebody in the church will cover it now I was uh, ten coming up to eleven then I left school at fifteen and Uh, by the time I was 16, I was earning money. Consequently, this person in the church paid for me to go to camp all those times. Okay, not like today, it was about four pounds. A lot of money then. But But the officer said to my mother, look, if you can find his pocket money, And we will cover the rest. Now, I don't know if you can see it, but you've probably got one in your purse. That was my pocket money for the week, a pound. And it lasted me there. And that's basically what my mother covered all the way up there. So that was why I like to be generous. I take people out and... When I left school at 15, I went to work. And what I like the children to do is to ask their parents at the end of the service if they've got a 5P piece in their purse, wallet, or pocket. Because when I left school, that was how much I earned an hour, i.e. our service, 5p. Obviously, it was the old fashioned money, but I won't confuse you. 5p is the nearest. So, that was my introduction, and that's why I'm willing to help people.
3: Fantastic. Malcolm, thank you so much. That's a wonderful story. And just isn't it great to hear how somebody else's generosity could impact somebody's life? And that helped Malcolm on his journey to faith. And that's just a wonderful thing. So, Malcolm, you've already hinted a bit about this, but what does being generous look like for you? Obviously, it's not just about money, but tell us
4: how you like to try and be generous to others, please. As Andrew has said, it's not all about money. Obviously, that is um, quite important, especially in the situations that we find ourselves now. And obviously, I think you need to look around and keep your eye on that. But for the children, when you're at school, when I was at school, we used to have a playground time. And there used to be children standing in the corner. I don't know if they still do. I'm sure they do. Nobody talks to them. They're just standing in the corner. And let's face it, you don't have to be a child. There's lots of people that are On their own, they don't know what to do. They've got no friends. Remember them. Keep your eye open for them. All right? Now, one of the greatest gifts we can have is a car. You may not think it at the moment with the cost of running them, but they are fantastic because there's lots of people that don't go out. I visit a friend of mine up in Lincoln. I used to work with him. And he has four walls, which he sits in. We take, him, we take him out when we go out there for a meal. And we go down to what we call a restaurant, which most of you will know as a pub. And the first thing he has is a pint. Because he can't get a pint in his home, but he can out there. Now, it may sound nothing to anybody... But to him, it's great. He loves a pint, and he does sometimes have two. But we won't say anything about that. I've got my paper upside down. Sorry about that. Um, now then, where are we? Here we are. Don't forget, you take people. You don't have to take them out far. You, you can go to the – take them for a vet for a ride. The news agents, even to the doctors. Now, that's a sad thing, isn't it? But you can take them there. Now, I used to drive, before I retired, coaches and did rail replacement. And those of you that have had the misfortune to be on them, you know what they're like. And I was doing a run back from Petersfield, which is not far from here. And we were leaving there 15 past midnight. And we're going to all these stations on the way back up to Guildford. Some of them are not designed for coaches, but you still go in there. And I turned into this station, and I can't remember the name of it, and sitting on the step was this young teenager girl. I stopped. I says, are you waiting for me? She says, yeah, she wants to lift home. She'd finished work. So this is now quarter past one, half past one in the morning. And off we go. And I take her to two stations down. And as I got there, I said to her, You got far to go. I've got a twenty minute walk, she says. And I'm thinking a young girl walking in the middle of nowhere, to you know, gone midnight, dark. It wasn't raining, but it was cold. I said, come on, where do you live? Do you live on a bus route? She says, yes. So I took the coach up onto the bus route, took her along, and we came to the end of what was probably the bus route, and she said, I just live up there. So I just sat with the coach while she walked up there with the headlights on so that we could see her. She turned into a house. I then turned it round and came home. Now... No, I didn't have to do it, but I just couldn't leave a young lady to walk up a path like that. I turned it around and I felt that was what you can do. You don't have to do anything fancy, just do that. That's brilliant. Thank you so much,
3: Malcolm. Um, We're going to press on to uh, our preach now. So, uh, actually, I'm not going to ask you that final question. I'm sorry to say. No, 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 you're absolutely fine. But I just want to remind us, you know, when we talk about being generous, we say uh, our definition of generosity is seeing the best, seeking the best, and sharing of our best. And I think this man just epitomizes it, and I, I, I hope you'd like to thank him. I certainly want to thank him for sharing. And so thank you so much, Malcolm.
5: If, you, if you've got your Bible with you today and wish to turn to um, 1 Samuel chapter 17, you can. I'm not going to read the last section of it, so don't worry if you haven't got your Bible. That's absolutely fine. So it's really good, isn't it, to be thinking about our values at Harvest Church. It's something perhaps we don't think enough about. So has it made you think about why they are so important? And also how we can allow God to instill those values in our lives. So this morning we want to be having a look at being courageous. And courageous means making brave choices even when we are fearful. That's how we define it in Harvest Church. Making brave choices even when we are fearful. Now some of you know that I spent nearly 40 years surrounded by young people. I was impressed by their strength of character, their sense of justice, their determination to succeed. And quite often I saw examples of courage and bravery. And sometimes being a a teacher in a school or a, a leader in a school, you're thrown into situations where you are tested, where you are having to be seen to be courageous when perhaps you're actually very fearful. And I still remember back, probably looking at 30 years ago now, when I took a group of students to the Y Valley. And we were going to do some exciting stuff down there in the water, but also we were going to do some caving, which I'd never done before. And to be honest, being a little bit claustrophobic, I wasn't really looking forward to that. But I thought, well, I'll just go along with the students and just see how they get on. So we got to the place just along the Y Valley where there's some cliffs, and we're up at the top, And the instructor said, well, we're ready to go down now. I'll explain what we do. And he explained it all. And he said, don't worry. You're not going to get stuck. This is absolutely fine. It's a bit narrow in places. But if your teacher goes first, then you'll know you'll be OK. Because he's bigger than you. And if he can get through the narrow bits, you won't have a problem. And I thought, really? I've got to go first? So I was literally sent down this hole and told, just follow the way down. And you'll come out near the bottom. So now I was a little bit fearful, a little bit afraid of what was going to happen. And I thought, well, I can't say no in front of the students, because that would mean they wouldn't actually respect me at all, would they? So I had to say yes. I had to make that choice. And I went down the hole, and the students began to follow me down. And then after about 15 minutes or so, came to a T-junction. Nobody told me we're going to have to choose between left and right. And there I am thinking... Well, what happens if I choose the wrong way? It could be a dead end or it could lead us somewhere far away. And then I sort of got my brain again and thought, hold on a second. This instructor is not going to send us somewhere down where we can make a mistake. So hopefully, either way is going to be okay." So I chose to go right, and fortunately came out at the bottom. So I was courageous in one sense in front of the students. But it was making that choice to actually show some courage and be brave, even though I was pretty fearful. Choosing to let God be in control. Choosing to let God use our circumstances to strengthen us, to build us together, to enable us to depend fully upon God, being prepared to make courageous choices, even when we are fearful, to be brave. And you probably know the story of David and Goliath pretty well. I'm not going to read through the whole story. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 17 if you want to have a look at it or if you want to read through with me a few verses. But David is a great example in the Word of God of choosing to be courageous in the face of a physical giant. David was just a shepherd boy, and yet from his background, through instances, through things that happened to him, He actually was courageous, and he's an example for all of us. You see, we don't need to worry about our age. He was very young. We don't need to worry about our gender, our background, how we've been brought up, whether we're physically strong or not, our personality, the job we do, or even how other people see us. We can choose in God to be brave and courageous. Just think for a moment. How do you think God sees you? What has God in store for you as a person? So just thinking about David and Goliath. Apparently, Goliath was thought to be about three meters tall. He was massive. Enormous. His armor weighed 58 kilos. I think of that. Trying to carry around 58 bags of sugar. And his spear... Had an iron point which was about seven kilos in weight. Just lifting that and throwing it would be probably impossible for most of us. And here he was defying the armies of Israel. He had challenged Israel to send someone to fight him, and Saul, King Saul, and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. And 40 days he tormented them. 40 days. And then David comes with food for the army. And David is appalled at what he sees. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? He was thinking about God, about how this looked to everybody, that they were defying God. And David said to King Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servants will go and fight him. And Saul tried to put him off, didn't he? Tried to stop him. But David was having none of it. If God had rescued him when he chose to fight lions and bears as a shepherd, he would rescue him from Goliath. He trusted God. And Saul said, okay, go, and the Lord be with you. He even started to give him his king's armor. Not much good for a little boy. He chose to be courageous, David. He chose God's way. And instead of choosing armor and the weapons that were around, he chose his staff, his sling, and five small stones. Goliath despised him, cursed him. And in verse 45, it says, David said, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. I'll strike you down. I'll cut off your head. I'm sure that that would have just wound up Goliath. But David showed Goliath what he had discovered about following God. God was with him. He chose to act on God's behalf. And we know that he actually used that sling and the stone to fell Goliath in front of everybody. And David triumphed over the Philistine. With God's power, he achieved what seemed to be impossible. He made the choice... To be brave. He made the choice to be courageous. So let's see what we can learn from David, because we can learn an awful lot. So, first of all, take courage. Be courageous. Don't be put off by others. Step up. As we said, it's not about age, gender, family, where you live. God wants each one of us to choose to be strong and courageous in Him. There is no reason to be fearful, whatever our circumstances, we can choose to be courageous in God, and God will respond. Secondly, hear what God is saying. Hear what God is wanting for you. And here's the big bit, respond. We sometimes hear what God is saying, but then we think, not sure about that, can I respond? Let's not listen to the voices in our heads. Let's not put ourselves down. Let's remember God's word and trust what he has promised to his people and to each one of us. Then it's also important to be ourselves. Be yourself. Let's not try to be someone else. Each of us is original. God made us. We're all different. David didn't try to copy Goliath. He didn't try to copy King Saul. He knew what God had shown and he was ready with God's presence and God's wisdom, and he chose that path. Fourthly, stand up. Listen to God. Let's be available to serve God and serve his people. It's not about me or you. It's about God and together his people. We're not like others around us. We are different, and we need to behave as God desires. He wants us to be different, and that takes courage. And then fifthly, declare God's victory in every situation where you feel weak or useless. Be decisive. Let's not look for safe options. Let's follow God's lead. He will show us the way. He loves to see us choosing to be courageous and standing up for him. And he promises to bless us and honor us as we honor him. I was reminded of what God said to Joshua when Joshua was about to enter the promised land. Joshua chapter one, verse nine it says, "Have I not commanded this is God speaking? Be strong, be courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. for Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. We need to really take that on board, don't we? Be strong, be courageous. Now I have been very blessed in my life because I'm surrounded by strong people in my family, especially women. My mother, my sisters, my daughters-in-law, granddaughters, and my wife, Clem, they're all very strong women. It can be difficult at times, but they are very strong, and I've, I recognize that, and I think it's a great thing. And when Clem arrived in the UK in 1981, for her, everything was completely different, completely strange. She had never been outside of the Congo before. She didn't speak English. She didn't have any friends here. She only had my family, not her family. She didn't understand the way people behaved, the way of life, the culture, food. Everything was really difficult. How did she manage? She made that choice to trust God, to be courageous, to be confident in God. I know sometimes she felt weak. She was afraid sometimes, fearful, scared at times. But she knew God was... There. She asked God to help her. She knew she couldn't do it by herself. She was courageous because she chose to depend on God in difficult circumstances. You see, the key for all of us is is becoming more courageous so we can understand that God intervenes on our behalf all the more, even if we are not courageous. It's a choice we make. Am I going to be courageous or am I going to just give up, not worry, not bother? So hear what God is saying to us and let's respond. Let's determine in God to be courageous day by day. It's a choice we make. It isn't about our character. It isn't about how we were born. Yes, some of us are a little bit bolder than others just because of the way our personality is. But courage is a choice. So let's not sit on the fence and be what I call a what-if Christian, because we've been like that, haven't we, in many ways. When we look back on our Christian lives, sometimes we think, what would have happened if I'd done that differently? But let's not live a life of regrets. Let's choose to be bold and courageous. Through God's Word, we learn that God desires that his people take courage and step up in his power His grace and His strength. That's an amazing truth. And when you think about it, it's something we have that many of the people around us will never have. Each one of us can make courageous choices through the presence of God, through the power of His Holy Spirit. So let's just pause for a moment. You may want to just bow your heads and just reflect. Let God show us how we can be more courageous in our lives for him, how we can depend more on his strength, how we can inspire each other, how we can stand up for God in a world where many people have given up on God. And that's the fantastic thing, isn't it? People may have given up on God, but God has not given up on each of us. He never will. Let's just bow our heads and just think of that and just think of where we are with God at this time. Just ask God to help us to choose courage and bravery in difficult circumstances. Let's just pray. Father God, we want to just bless you this morning. We thank you for all the examples in your word of people who were brave and made courageous choices, Lord. They chose to be courageous. They chose to do what you wanted, what you desired. We could have spent age and age days talking about all the different people who are examples to us through your word. Lord, we ask that you would give us strength, your strength, your power, your wisdom, your insight, your love, to be able to make the right choices, Lord. To be able to choose to be courageous, to choose to be brave and not to fall back and step away. Lord, help us to make those decisions through your Holy Spirit through his presence in our lives, just guiding us and directing us. And when we hear that from you, Lord, let us not be weak. Let us not be afraid. Let us be courageous, Lord, to step out and do what you are requiring of us. Let us be faithful to you. Let us be honest with you. And let us walk with you each day, knowing that we can do whatever you ask of us if we rest upon your power and your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Great. Can we stand together? Rob just said something at the end. He said, let's, let's make courageous decisions in the presence of God and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to so- sing a song called Spirit of God. And I just want to invite us in this moment to come before God and say, God, would you fill me with your Holy Spirit, that I can make brave and courageous decisions for you, that I can follow you in the week ahead and in my life ahead, that I can follow you, that I can listen to you and obey. And so we're going to sing this song, We Thirst for Your Presence. Fletchers are now going to just come and lead us in prayer uh, towards the end of our meeting together.
6: Okay, I have to confess I misread the spreadsheet, so our main prayer is
4: generous. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so...
5: What I really picked up from uh, Rob's preach this morning was about making brave choices and our brave choices to carry on with the prayers that we prepared.
6: <laughs> do you want to say your bit? No. Okay, I'll do journals. Yeah. Lord God, teach me to have the courage to be generous.
5: Teach me to be generous with my time, especially when it's running low.
6: Teach me to be generous with my patience, especially when it's running thin. Teach me to be generous with my praise, especially when I'm feeling judgmental. Lord God, teach me to serve you as you deserve. Teach me to serve you as people I work with deserve. Teach me to serve you as my community deserve. Teach me to serve you as my family deserve. To give and not count
5: the cost. To work and not seek reward.
6: To help and not look for recognition. But knowing that I do your will. Amen. 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 Want to pray for the pe- the children that are going back to school and the teachers and that for people who are starting new jobs lord god help us to have the courage to recognize and accept your plans for us in this earthly life and wherever they may lead us
0: amen Thank you. The Fletcher family, that was really fantastic. We're just about to come towards the end of our meeting. Hasn't it been God, been good this morning? God, I think, has really been speaking to us, whether that be being courageous or whether that being generous. and um, We get to be both generous and courageous as we learn to trust in God. It's who we are in God at the end of the day that really drives how we see things and how we act and react and where we put our trust it's the choice so it's good also the fact that if you look in the bible it's not just david who was courageous there's many 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 more men and women in the bible so if they're struggling in a particular area why not read their stories and see how they worked with god and god worked with them to fulfill the promises that uh, Jesus had put on their hearts. And so as I just almost conclude, what are we going to take away from today's mo- meeting? We're not just ticking a box and saying, right, I've done church. But what God's been saying to each one of us during the morning, because I know he's been speaking, he's been speaking to me, and I know I now need to go and to like pray that in and see where God takes that. But let me encourage you just to think about what he has said to you. Just a couple of notices, just as we conclude our worship time. This coming Thursday, the 18th of August, we have our hour of prayer. It's a fantastic opportunity to gather together, to pray for not just ourselves, but our community and the nation as a whole. If you've never been before, why not make this the first one? There's no pressure for you to pray. It's just great to be in one another's company. And then just one more notice. Sunday, the 28th of August, we're going to be gathering at Hogmore. Not here, but at Hogmore at 10.30 so that we can have time together. We can perhaps go for a walk. Children can play in the play area and bring a picnic and we can sit and enjoy one another's company um, with one another. Um, If you would like to go and you don't have a car, as Malcolm suggested earlier, if you have space in your car, have a conversation with your life group leader. If you don't have a car, also have a, a conversation with your life group leader, and they will hopefully find you a lift. If not, come and speak to me, and we'll see what we, what we can do to sort something out for you, because it would be so great for us all to be gathered together. Out in the sunshine. If this is your first time with us, we hope you've had a really fantastic morning and you've enjoyed being with us. We'd love to be able to connect with you. So when you came in, hopefully you would have received one of our welcome packs. Just gives you a bit of an overview as to, yeah, our culture, our culture words, what we believe. Um, And inside that welcome pack, there is a connect card. It could be really helpful if you could complete that. And either hand it to somebody on your table or put it in the gift, gift and donations box over there on the welcome table. It's just one way that we can get in touch with you, get contact with you, and hopefully make you feel more part of us. So for now, I'm going to say thank you for coming. Refreshments will be served over in the cafe area. Please hang around and have a conversation with them. Try not to get too hot. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Thank you once again. Bye-bye.